and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinions on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views and some indie shows, as well as talking about all the latest news headlines doing the rounds. How are we all doing? I hope you're all well. I hope you're as well as I am. I'm in a great mood as I'm counting down the days now to this Saturday and WWE Clash at the Castle, which I may have mentioned a couple of times on these podcasts that we are going to. Pretty excited, my first WWE event. Uh, If you see us there, please come and say hello. Be polite, be happy. Most of all, enjoy the wrestling. Um, But I'm not here to talk about Clash at the Castle. Instead, I am here to talk about last night's NXT 2.0, the go-home show on the Road to Worlds Collide this coming Sunday, I believe. Um, And it started... With the new star of the show, Grayson Waller, he took on Apollo Crews, and I thought this was pretty decent. Uh, Before the match, Grayson Waller goes to cut a promo, but Apollo Crews cuts him off. Uh, They go hold for hold early on in the match. Crews hits a big clothesline, hard forearms, uh, back body drop and a drop kick. He does a delayed vertical suplex and then a slingshot, which gets a two count. Uh, Cruz then has an issue with his eye as they put over his Waller inadvertently poking him. That takes us into the break. When we come back, Waller is then in full control. He catches Cruz out of the air with a sleeper a bit later on and forearms him in the back of the head. Cruz fights back and catches him with an insecurity, a couple of clotheslines, a splash in the corner and a blockbuster for two. Waller, though, slips out of the ring and he did his rolling cutter thing while poking Cruz in the eye again in midair. Um, and he won the match. Like I said, I really like this match. Uh, I'm enjoying pretty much everything that Grayson Waller's doing at the moment. Uh, I enjoyed the creative finish as well, even if it didn't really make sense. as a, It was meant to sort of put over that Apollo now couldn't see into the future, but uh, I'm not sure it works that way anyway. I'm sure if you look into the future, it's a brain thing. It's not an eye thing, but there we go. Enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, we then get a great video package of Mako Satomura. Looking forward to seeing her wrestle on Sunday. Uh, we get a couple of backstage segments. One with Diamond Mine falling out again. Uh, they don't trust Roderick Strong. Uh, Brom Breaker then goes face to face with returning uh, Finn Balor. Which was a bit of a thread to the show with the main roster guys showing up. Caden Carter and Katana Chanson defend their women's tag team championships against Ivy Nile and Tatum 
Tatum Paxley. Uh, Ivy Nile and Caden Carter start off, start off the match. They trade roll-ups. Carter and Chance double-team Nile. Uh, Paxley comes into the match, hits Carter with a drop kick. Carter does a nice sort of springboard drop kick thing to the face. I forgot to mention actually that Toxic Attraction was there in their lounge thing. And after a double down, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan disappear for a second, then reappear at ringside. And they take Ivy Nile away from the match. Uh, the champs then hit their finisher on Tatum Baxley to win the match. I didn't think much of this, to be quite honest with you. <clears throat> uh, it didn't need the involvement from Toxic Attraction at all. After the match, though, the champs get on the mic. Um, they cut a pretty crappy promo, to be honest. Uh, and they say that they don't have a match at Worlds Collide, so they're just going to go and have a party instead, really. Then two losers from Raw show up, Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, and we're meant to take this as an amazing thing and a big challenge. No, these two are losers that can't win anything on Raw. Last saw them falling out. <clears throat> I don't mean any disrespect towards the workers of course I never do um, as always we're talking about the creative and the way that they've been booked yeah whatever that's going to be the match at Worlds Collide that I really do like Dewdrop and uh, Nikki Ash but would have been meant more if they had been built up as a credible tag team first uh, then we, we then get this video thing of Kiana James hard at work in her office. Okay. Uh, the schism <laughs> then have a recognition ceremony for Cameron Grimes. Uh, um, Gacy rewards the dyads with a smiley badge. Oh dear. Reed and Fowler say some bollocks. Cameron Grimes comes out and says he isn't here to be part of the celebrations. He's has an answer for Gacy. And he doesn't need Gacy or anyone else to go to the moon. I stopped myself doing an impression then. Uh, Gacy says some more bollocks. Calls Grimes lonely and brings up all his losses in NXT. Uh, Grimes goes to leave and Gacy brings up his father. Grimes turns around, attacks the dyads, and then goes for Gacy, but Gacy hugs him and calls off the dyad as Cameron Grimes leaves the ring. What a load of weird shit this was. Uh, I hate all of this crap. Joe Gacy gimmick just keeps on getting worse. Unfortunately, one of my favourites in Cameron Grimes is caught up in it all. Uh, you hate it. Absolutely hate it. We then get a nice video of Roxanne Perez. Uh, she's not finished with Cora Jade. Tyler Bate gets a FaceTime from Pete Dunn. I wonder where he is now. 
Uh, it's then the six-person tag team match between Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley versus Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend. The two women start the match off uh, where Lash Legend sort of bounces Fallon Henley's head between the ropes or something. Um, that looks shit. Henley comes back and clotheslines her over the top rope and does a crossbody off the apron. Kit Wilson comes in and he gets twatted in the face by Henley. Uh, Josh Briggs comes in and takes both pretty deadly out. The three faces and take out the heels uh, to the outside. Then Briggs throws Henley over the top rope, taking them all down, which takes us to a break. When we come back, Elton Prince is in control. Because, of course, he is. He's a heel. Uh, Briggs comes back with a cyborg slam. Pretty deadly. Then work over and double-team Briggs for what seemed like ages. Uh, Jensen gets a hot tag and delivers a bulldog and a famouser. Another double down and Gallus shows up. Uh, Briggs goes out and fights them off. No DQ cord here. For some reason, uh, Joe Coffey then gets in the ring and hits Jensen with a boot. And uh, I think it was a boot anyway. Then Jensen gets rolled up by Warner Pretty Deadly, and that's the end of the match. This is crap, apart from Henley being thrown over the top rope. Uh, but she just shouted all the way through this match and it was really off-putting. Um, really, this is six people I don't really like very much doing things reasonably poorly. And I didn't like it. Mandy Rose then in the back. She gets confronted by Shayna Baszler. Uh, JD McDonough was in a weird, creepy knobhead. Uh, I don't get him at all. Then there we get Andre Chase versus Charlie Dempsey, who is the son of William Regal. Uh, they go hold for hold early on until Dempsey takes control. Andre Chase comes back with an atomic drop, a Russian leg sweep, and then does the Chase U stomps. Uh, they're really over at the minute. But Dempsey locks in a Regal stretch and Dempsey then gets pissed off with Bodie Haywood on the outside and goes out and beats him up. Andre Chase, though, somehow rolls him up and wins the match. I thought it was a good match, and Charlie Dempsey is great. Really looking forward to what he is going to do. Which begs the question, why did he lose this match against a jobber? A glorified jobber, maybe a better way of putting it. Do not understand that decision. We then have more backstage crap. Mako Satamore and Alba Fire was one, as well as Tyler Bate and Gunther. Uh, Zoe Starkin takes on Kiana James. Starks flies at her with elbows early on. She did an awesome springboard senton thing for, where she sort of springs on the middle rope from the outside backwards and then does a forward sent on over the rope that 
I don't know how she does that, but that looks awesome. Uh, James manages to beat her down in the corner, though. Uh, Starks comes back with some back elbows, uh, clotheslines, and a running knee for a two. James yanks her by the hair to the mat, uh, delivers a standing moonsault. Starks comes back again, and she hits her mint finisher for the win. Zoe Stark is just so good. Probably the best finisher in WWE, I'd say. I really want her on the main roster. Uh, Let's hope that does happen. There was a big quality gap between them, though, and that was obvious whilst watching it. After the match, Keanu James is about to attack Stark from behind, I think with a bag. But Nikita Lyons reappeared and she saves her. Um, fine. Don't know. Don't think they necessarily go anywhere with this, but fine. Uh, Blair Davenport gets told by Rare Ripley not to mess it up at Worlds Collide. Nathan Frazier and Axiom then have a terribly acted scene where they're reading comic books. And a match gets set up between them two. Look, the match is going to be great, but this was shite. Talking of shite, Gallus were up next. Uh, they took on Diamond Mine. Joe Coffey and Julius Creed start off the match, and Julius just throws him around like nothing. Uh, Brutus tags in and does uh, the same to Mark Coffey. Brutus does a gut wrench suplex. Uh, Damon Kemp comes in, hits a fallaway slam. Wolfgang tags in and does nothing. All three baby faces then do the Brutus smash. After a break, Julius runs wild on Joe Coffey. Wolfgang and Mark Coffey pull Joe Coffey out of the ring. Uh, when Julius was getting back in the ring, he slips on the apron and Gallus take over. Wolfgang does a weird senton thing. Uh, Kemp gets the hot dag and fires up on Mark Coffey. Roddy Strong then comes out trying to prove his innocence with his phone, but Kemp comes out and smashes his phone, gets back in the ring, gets hit with a big lariat by Joe Coffey, who picks up the win. Then there's a mad brawl between all these guys, pretty deadly and Briggs and Jensen. Oh dear. Uh, I love Julius Creed a lot. I think he's got an amazing future in WWE. But he's the only one, to be quite honest. Gallus are just so boring. I do not get what Wolfgang brings at all. But there you go. They're obviously liked by Shawn Michaels and Triple H, I guess. Uh, Bron Breaker then gets a pep talk from Old Man Champa. And then we come to the end of the show where Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out to the ring all pissed off that Hayes isn't going to be on Worlds Collide. He says, basically, sod it, he ain't going to be there. Um, because nobody's on his level anyway. Lights go out, and then Ricochet shows up. 
he tells them to shut up. He feels SmackDown needs to be on Worlds Collide. Match gets set up and Ricochet leaves both of them laying to end the show. Uh, pretty good segment, actually. I just got a bit fed up by then. Um, I like the idea a lot of the match between these two guys, but I am worried about maybe Ricochet being a level too far for Carmelo Hayes. I don't think Carmelo Hayes is going to be able to keep up with Ricochet, which is a worry because he could be found out. It could also go the other way. Uh, it could level Hayes up, which is only a good thing. Uh, but that is it for the go-home show for Worlds Collide. And I think the card looks reasonably decent, to be honest, for Worlds Collide. Uh, they tried to build towards it here. I've no idea when I'm going to be able to watch it over the weekend. There's so much wrestling going on this weekend. Got a busy weekend. Um, but I will at some point. I'd love to hear what you thought of NXT um, and any other wrestling that you've seen. Maybe you've watched something and you want to recommend it. You can do that by getting in touch on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8. While you're at it, please subscribe, comment and leave a review to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get yours from. Look out for more podcasts dropping in your feeds over the next few days. I will be back tomorrow to review AW Dynamite. Um, but until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time. <laughs>